This is episode 274 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dio Morales, and today I'm joined by Will Copy, Paste, List, and Win. Hey, Quid. It's okay to net list. Everyone does it. Ryan, pacifism is a way to victory. Stanizuski. It's quite the rabbit hole I've gone down, but it's very peaceful. And James, staycation, Ritter. Yeah, just coming off of a, actually in the middle of a little staycation, little break from work, and uh, I got a little sun today at the spa, so it's, a, it's great. <laughs> James went to the spa. That it was nice. amazing. <laughs> you should do it. <laughs> they have a, they have a like a pregnancy uh, spa days for your wife if you want. Yeah, like I've my my wife has I've sent her several times. Oh, okay. Right, like, <laughs> but like uh, it's alright. You go, you go, you go. Do you? <laughs> It's good for you. Mental it, health. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. All right. So we're going to start with announcements and news first. If you remember from last week, I put out the call that we're going to try to save TTT. I got some ideas for how we could develop it in the future and all that. And I got a ton of people um, who who reached out. I believe I got back to everybody saying, send me your email and your name. And so I can gather all the people together and basically send out a single blast and say, okay, here is, here's the mission. Here's the vision. Are you guys in? So um, basically, if you could, if you're still interested in helping, um, feel free to reach out. Uh, at least by like Tuesday uh, would be great and the end of day on Tuesday because I want to get that email out so we can we can get this ball rolling um, super excited about that and remember our podcast episodes are brought to you by our GSP patrons and an update there uh, if you didn't see our tags on uh, if you didn't see our posts on patreon or the tag on discord um, Andrew knuckles the the runner up for Gen con and also our shipper for, for for patreon stuff uh, unfortunately did fall ill which is why things haven't shipped out yet so as soon as i know you will know but i did get to see the acrylics we actually had them in person at gen con uh they look super sweet and uh everything is there we just once he's cleared to head basically out into the world, then uh, then that stuff will get out. So looking forward to that. Now, our first topic of the day involves a special guest, a man near and dear to my heart, Daniel Lim, a.k.a. Isofane. How you doing, my friend? Hello. How's everyone going doing today? I think we're feeling pretty good. I think we're feeling pretty good. So, um, we brought you on the show because a master plan has unhatched, is currently currently unfolding. What is the Isoplane Initiative? <laughs> so, the Isoplane Initiative is a way to try and get as many people to attend worlds next year at um, Adepticon 2023. And I know that there's a bunch of people around the world that have gotten invites, you know, because this is going to be a culmination of invites from, I think, the beginning of 2019 up until, you know, all, of all the, through all the world's uh, qualifier tournaments happening in the next, you know, two to three months. And unfortunately, there are people that just can't go because of financial reasons. 
Um, and my goal is to try and help those people out. So I got together with some people to help me with um, PR and, and you know, website design and everything else and also fundraising. And I'm, uh, if you go on Hexiled Gaming's website, uh, hexiledgaming.com slash isoplane initiative, it has my, my mission statement um, about basically what I'm trying to do. And there's a form to fill out if you're interested or even if it's not for you, uh, you can nominate a friend, you know, someone you think deserves to go to Worlds. And basically, at the end, uh, my deadline right now is around November, and I'm going to review all the applications and based on my budget, and if we have any fundraisers or donations from people, I'm going to be sending money to them so they can buy tickets, get airfare, hotels, uh, the cost of the convention even, just so that we can get as many people to Worlds as possible that uh, have either, you know, earned it through invites or if not, um, I'm also wanting to support people that uh, do good work in the community, you know, tournament organizers. Uh, I also want to support people who do podcasting, people who stream, people who you know, you write blogs about X. And basically, if you are a positive force in the X community, let me know. And I will try my best to help you get to Worlds and make your dream come true to, so we can all basically get together, have fun, play X-Wing, roll dice, and you know, make pew-pew sounds at each other. Um, and that's that's my my goal for the next couple of months to try and build as much as uh, build up the community and support as much as I can for this. Yeah. So I, before in the pre-show, uh, we were talking a little bit about how how this came up. Like where where did the give me the story on how this unhatched. So it's a really silly story. Um, during Gen Con, we were watching stream. And I was chatting with some people, um, namely I'm gonna mention Funwalk, and he was joking with me that I should use my vast richness to buy an entire airplane, right? And just buy an airplane and ship people from across, around the world to send them to to worlds. And I was like, no, no, I can't. I don't have that much money. I can't buy an airplane. That's that's ridiculous. But then we started. I started thinking like, well, if I can't buy an airplane, well, maybe I could. Like uh, what do you call it? Um, a sponsor, sponsor some people, or maybe help with uh, travel travel stipends for some people, and get again, you know, it, it just kind of help them out. Uh, basically, if you know, like a couple hundred bucks is all it takes for you to pull the trigger and make the decision to attend Worlds. Hey, just let me know, and I would I would try my best to help you. Um, and that that's kind of how that started. And we got to talk with Fun Walk, and you know, got some other people involved, and. It kind of blew up into this whole thing and kind of a little more than I was expecting, but hey, it, it looks great. And oh, just also to mention uh -huh. on that website, um, as a fundraiser, uh, Laurel, uh, he, is, uh, he does uh, metal tokens. Um, I don't know if you were, you saw the 186 squadron has some metal objective mm -hmm. tokens. Uh, he's going to make some uh, metal objective tokens for me and we're going to sell them through his store and all the profits from that will go towards my budget to basically set, send out and uh, help them come to get to worlds that's awesome man that's awesome yeah it did it definitely was one of these things where it kind of cropped up overnight like we finished gen con and then and then uh you you sent me a link and i was like what <laughs> what happened so yeah it was uh it was pretty cool to see how quickly it uh it got pulled together and uh yeah i mean so it sounds like it, it, let's let's say so for instance like obviously 
I live in Chicago, right? Like I don't need help to get to Worlds because you are you're coming to my house, <laughs> X Wing community for uh, for Worlds. So how how are the different ways I can help? So it sounds like uh, I could pick up some like metal, some commemorative metal objective tokens. Uh, is there a what if I what if I want to give a couple hundred bucks to to put into it? Uh, Five dollars even if I just want to donate to the cause how would i how would i help with that um yep so on on that website towards the bottom there's a section that says you know how to support uh, my discord is on there so feel free to reach out to me um send if, if you want to help out send some money to me i'll add, to, add i'll add it to my overall pool uh and from there uh once i get a list of everyone who's applying i'll go through the, my applications and pick who i'm going to support um, so unfortunately, it depends on how many people apply. That mm -hmm. and that will affect how many people I can I can help. My priorities, um, you know, we we talked this through with my group, and I'm going to try and support people who first off have a world's invite. Mm -hmm. So people who first have a world's invite again from the past three years, they're my top priority. After that will be again the people who are um, I call them the positive force in the community again like the, the podcasters streamers uh tournament organizers um people that you can say if this person didn't exist in our group we wouldn't have a group you know mm -hmm. think people like that where they are definitely keeping the x-wing uh alive in their in their community um and then lastly are going to be people who's like you know what this is my dream let me please if, if i have anything left over i will try and you know see what i have left for them but it's gonna be um it's my it's my bucket list to go to worlds mm -hmm. you know this is my one and only chance i really would like to go to worlds i, I hope amg is going to do a last chance qualifier like ffg did in the past i don't think we've heard any top talk about that yet so um, but if I, they, I can't say anything official i can't say anything official but with my in my meeting uh, that I had with the head of Adepticon, um, it was expressed that that is a priority, and I didn't get a yes. I got a – well, yeah, that makes sense. So, again, I can't confirm nor deny, but you know that when I'm in the meetings, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be talked about uh, because it – 100% makes sense to have it. And for Adepticon, I mean, let's just talk business here just for a second, right? Time out. Charity? Nah. Business. For one minute, last chance qualifiers equals more people going to Adepticon. Period. End of story. So why wouldn't you? As long as they have the floor space for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, the last group, like you mentioned, would be people who don't have an invite. Mm -hmm. Really want to try it out, and if I have any money left over at the end, that's my last group. But then, it, it depends on how many people are going to apply for the, the the top two. My my basically group A and group B, mm -hmm. um, and you know a little bit of this legal stuff. Then um, I'm going to make the decisions. So I will try my best to be fair to everybody. Um, for example, if I have two people, uh, one person needs a full ride. You know they need you know a thousand five hundred dollars for an airfare, for the hotel, for the whole whole thing versus someone just needs um like a top off they need you know just a couple hundred bucks to make ends meet for the month but then they can use that money to uh get to worlds i'm probably going to prioritize the person that only needs 
like just a you know two three hundred bucks versus right. the full thousand five hundred um just because that way i can help you know five people instead of just one person right uh, may not be fair unfortunately for people from like australia because i know australia probably has the highest cost to get mm-hmm. to us compared to any other country but like, i'm going to try my best to be fair and um Yes, my my priority is as many people. That's my that's my priority. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I mean in 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 the end, and I know, like sometimes with stuff like this, you'll get people who nitpick at it because they they'll talk about the fairness, and I'm sure that's something that is in the back of your mind how people will react to it. But I mean, I I, I will white knight for you all day. Daniel, I hope I hope you know that because uh, in in the end, you're just trying to help people, right? So if you it doesn't hurt I my my encouragement to people is if you need it apply all right and if it works out then that's awesome then that that's you know um I I think it's it's important to to go into it with the with the with the right mindset whether it is that you are planning on helping um with the initiative or you would like to ask for help I think that's great Uh, Will, James, Ryan, you guys have any questions for uh, our our man Daniel, aka Isofane? I know he's I know he's got to get down to dinner, so we don't want to keep him keep him too long. Yep, I can hear my kids screaming in the back. <laughs> Isofane, you're going to Worlds though, right? You're gonna be that's there. The plan. Yeah, that's okay. the plan. I'll be there. Awesome. Do we, do we need an Isoplane for Isofane? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, I think that uh, you know everything you're doing is amazing, and uh, very, very jealous that uh, I didn't think of the idea in the first place. <laughs> well, you, everyone's more than welcome to help out. Um, like I said, I have a set budget for what I can work with, um, but the more people that donate or fundraise or anything that you can help with, um, will basically just go to hopefully another person or two that can make it to worlds that are why otherwise wouldn't be able to go. Awesome. Well, Daniel, we'll let you go so that uh, – what are you guys having for dinner? Uh, I'm going to uh, gonna guess tacos. No. Uh, beef stroganoff. Beef stroganoff, of course. I was yeah. going to say pasta too, and I – It's close. I miss. All right, my friend. Thank you so much for uh, for for being willing to to carry that flag, being the head of that initiative, and also to uh, to Funwak and his minions for being like, we should do this. Ha ha. Wait, no, seriously, you should do it. <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't for him joking around, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> That's right, man. Well, well, thank you so much. Uh, to end the call, you literally just just close the window. But thank you so much for uh, for your time, my friend. All right. Have a good night. That's awesome. That, that is that is super cool. How like the seed of an idea, like that's the best part of this like community grassroots type of things that happen, where it's just like we should do a thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not something I expected to ever occur next week, to be quite honest. I mean, the closest thing we had, and I don't know if um, maybe I either missed it or this was another thing that may have sparked some of the conversation that Funwalk brought up, was uh, for people who don't know, Christopher Patrick mm-hmm. uh, originally wasn't going to go to Gen Con, but um, Scott from Hexiled set up a couple days out of the stream few weeks prior to Gen Con and said, 
Like, let's donate some money to get Crispy there at the time, Kyber League champion and winner of Solist or Malachor? Which one was it? Solist. Solist. Thank you. Um, to go to Gen Con, they, you know, the the community of Hexile Gaming wanted him to represent, and they got him there. So it's been it's been done for one person, and Isofane wants to do it for many more. And I. Uh, I wish him the best in organizing doing all this. I have no idea how many things is going in to getting this all set up, organized to be as fair as possible, his criteria, his hierarchy that he has set up that mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense, trying to spread it out more than filling up just a couple people with like a full ride. It's a good thing. So um, I, I would hope, like we mentioned, that the community receives this ultimately positively no matter what happens, whether some people who may not get or will get um I, I just keep this positive everyone that's all that's all i'm asking because <laughs> i know my concern was the people who ask for it don't get it and they get really vocal about right it. so just don't be that person all right and i'm i'm yeah. go ahead will oh it's 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 the charity man like it's it's only positive vibes so ho hopefully uh, everyone can make it to Worlds. Uh, that's already has a, an invite or wishes to go, but because uh, I would like to see you there. That's right. I would like to turn the only Midwest famous to the world famous Sarah's Cookies. Ah, <laughs> ah, we see your true intentions. <laughs> <laughs> what? There have been people who have legitimately asked me, "Can you like how well do those send in the mail?" I go, "I don't know, man. They stay fresh pretty long, but I can't guarantee anything." They're, they're going to be world's famous cookies oh, now. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, somebody says, "Silly question. Where is Worlds being held? It's being held at Adepticon. If you guys remember last year, uh, GSP crew, uh, we put on a good show." And also, uh, my my fellow TOs who did Legion, um, my Marvel Crisis Protocol, and Armada, they also kicked butt. Um, and we knocked it out of the park. And essentially, I, in my opinion, our superb performance as TOs there is the reason why Worlds is coming to Adepticon. So, um you know, it's it's pretty cool. Like this is my favorite part of like communities is when you have these different groups that are working on different things that all end up working together, right? Because the reality is like so. So for us, we as Gold Squadron, we have our hands in so many things that this is not something that we could have spearheaded, right? And, and it's awesome to hear that it is happening. So I was like, oh, that's amazing. We don't have time to help with that. But yeah, do it, right? And, um, and it's, it's only going to make Worlds, that, that event, even more, more special. So that's, that's super cool. Uh, JTL says, GSP needs to run Worlds. Maybe. <laughs> All, all I told Dion is, is if they actually legitimately ask him to pay the man, like real, true, hard earned, because you've done everything, you've proven it, like you said, the last Depticon, 
There ain't no more proven time. You've proven it already. <laughs> I have a resume. <laughs> you simply yeah, need to read it. Okay. It, it was, Theoretically, uh, you have a resume now for the physical event with Last Depticon and every online event you've done for the past year and a half, two years. What is it now? Time is three, weird with the COVID. Three, two, three? <laughs> Can't be yeah. three already, right? Like three Can years it? ago was 2019. Wait. I th- I, yeah, no, I was it, uh, two, two and a half. It's at the end of 19, so we're at, we're at two and a half right now. All right, time's weird. Time is weird. And time is weird. Time is stretched and also shrunk within COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's super exciting. Like we're, I mean, my my hopes were just like, well, we get to do Adepticon again, right? Like, bear, that was the the uh, what do I want to say the the wish list, but like for them to make it world, so it's uh, going to be an honor for sure. Yeah, when, when we do it so good, they make it worlds. That's <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely awesome. So. um Today, you know, we didn't have any any you know premiere events that happened over the weekend. We're we're coming kind of still off of Gen Con and all that, um, but we have events in the wings. Things that are are coming up. Let's go ahead and uh, and just talk about that first. So we have um, September, sorry September, August twenty seventh to the twenty eighth, the Oricon Galactic Qualifier. That's in the Eastern United States time zone uh that's the next premier level gsp event online that's happening uh the third qualifier it's been a while because of vacation stuff so it's we had the beginning of one month and this is happening at the end of another but that's around the corner uh we have the nova open september 2nd through the 4th i'll be over there um after that september 17th to the 18th we got Korriban, another galactic qualifier so we have these um these events that are that are you know different premier level qualifying events and i just wanted to kind of take an opportunity to talk um a little bit about specifically to reflect on one thing um as i've been thinking about our interview with duncan looking at his list um the call to take corky crease on his lat kept like itching at the back of my head mostly because like that's a card when when duncan handed me his list to input for for the stream my brain went i don't know what this is i like i I had zero ideas what that upgrade is i'm sure some people did but the vast majority of people were asking on stream what does corky crease do what like i just kept seeing that question over and over again because so many people didn't didn't know so the the title of this section is underused and unexpected like i want to i want to dig in that card box a little bit for maybe those pilots or upgrades that we haven't like seen in the limelight that may have some legs but we haven't maybe quite found their place in the right combinations for it to to do something like win a world qualifier because part of part of winning a world qualifier you of course have to be a good player right make good decisions you need a little bit of luck and you need 
a, a list that works, right? You need to make sure that everything in that list is doing some has some purpose, um, and being able to find just some of that some of that secret sauce is absolutely awesome. Um, so let's um, let's just go ahead and start digging. You know, I, I put it on our notes, and uh, and you guys are, are have been typing in some some uh, some cards, guys. So let's uh, let's dig. Whoever wants to go first. Feel free. Now pull up the cards for us. All right, there's. I will go first. Let's start with a, an, an Astro Mac. Uh, this is R five X three. R five X three. So let's take a look here. Let me pull up a window so we can make this happen. Go to that yasb.app card browser, and you said, "What was this R?" <laughs> I, I uh, let's let's put it on a T70 uh, first. So just throw throw it on a T70. Uh, this is R5X3, a resistance only astromech uh, who is unique. All right. So uh, what, what what does that do? All right, so R3 or R5X3 has two charges, non-recurring. Uh, before you activate or engage, you may spend one charge to ignore obstacles until the end of this phase. So, uh, uh, easy example: you're parked yourself, unfortunately, right in front of an asteroid. Uh, and you're going to have to fly through it next round. You can spend a charge, go through it without any of uh, its penalties. Uh, a separate situation, uh, you find yourself on top of a gas cloud and they can no longer shoot from. Uh, you can spend a charge to allow yourself to shoot off of that obstacle uh, right before you engage. Now, that's just the baseline, like pretty good, like five point. Uh, collision detector for your uh, astromech-based ships. Uh, it's Fireball, Y-Wing, and T-70, I think, are the only astromech ships. Mm -hmm. uh, so at base level, like, as good as collision detector, more or less, right? Uh, but it's the combination. Oh, hey, you can't forget the couches. They can take astromechs. Couches, that's what I was like. There's Gotta be Resistance transport to clarify, yes. not the These, pod, the whole thing. I uh, forgot that there's other options other than R4 on them, so fair enough. <laughs> uh, there's a couple different things you could do there. Anyway, so uh, a base value, great card. I think, to be fair, underutilized because of, uh, or sorry, uh, can be utilized because of how intense obstacles are these days. But there's a couple combinations of upgrades that I think could really make it sing as well. Some more uh, card binder fodder. Uh, the first one is backwards tail slide. I uh, was why I told you to bring up a T70. Uh, backwards tail slide is a talent. All right, so you want me to go to the resistance, bring up a yep. 70. And... T70. Got backwards tail slide. I just pull it up. I'll read it here. It says, well, uh, you have to have a configuration, uh, and you have to be an X-Wing. Fair enough. Uh, while you boost or bear roll, 
If your equipped configuration has the closed side, which would allow focus barrel roll linked action, um, in addition to just white barrel roll, uh, you can move through and overlap obstacles. After you boost your barrel roll through an obstacle, if you are not range zero of it, gain one evade token. So now uh, we have to imagine uh, you're now throwing your T70 purposefully onto an obstacle. And then as long as your template uh, can touches the obstacle when you barrel roll off of it, uh, you not only can get a focus, a red bear roll, and now you're getting an evade token as well. And you only used one charge from your R5X3 because you don't need it, uh, you don't need to use it to engage because you're no longer on the obstacle. Uh, so that is pretty fun. If you're nine nub as well, you clear the stress. Uh, pretty fun. Uh, then, this is where it gets interesting. I actually want you to pull up the Y-Wing uh, F-Tab Akbar. F-Tab Akbar. So this is a resistance Y-Wing. Resistance Y-Wing, yep. All right. Uh, now, now, obviously, uh, the any any Y-Wing can also take Terraform Belly Run with this droid. Uh, Terraform Belly Run allows you to perform special attacks even at range zero of asteroids. Uh, then while you defend, if you're range zero of an obstacle, attack dice cannot be rerolled. So you get an extra agility, hopefully, because you're obstructing uh, while you're on top of this asteroid. And as well, they can't reroll any dice against you. So a big defensive bonus, actually. Uh, and then this has, uh, in this situation, you could R5X3 onto the obstacle. You could still shoot the belly run, uh, probably your ion cannon turret or dorsal turret at that point. And then because of obstacle rules now, another big change to our 5X3, when you leave the obstacle, you're not penalized again. So you actually do not have to spend that second R5X3 charge for leaving the obstacle. Uh, the reason I bring up though Aftab Akbar is that he actually has two talent slots, which means he could take Trick Shot as well. So in this instance, you can uh, add Trick Shot and actually Engine Upgrade. Uh, yeah, yeah, that fits with an Iron Can turret. So Aftab could actually uh, boost onto an obstacle, get a Calculate, uh, and uh, get a potentially five dice trick shot ion cannon turret, uh, which is, that would be spicy to pull off. Yeah, and uh, automated target priority. Uh, sure, yeah, uh, that, uh, that would fit in there as well. You lose out on bombs, but whatever, that's not half tabs job. That's not part of my job that. description. <laughs> no, my my job is to uh, is to 
fly in positions that you would never expect a ship to be, which is right on top of the biggest rock on the battlefield. And what, so, what's, inter- what's interesting with that, I don't know if, Ryan, you were gonna, about to say this, but you can actually move onto the rock, shoot your iron cannon, and when you move off, you don't even have to suffer yeah. the effect the second turn yeah. without having to spend another charge. Yeah, you could do that two rounds in a row as yeah. well because you get two uh, R5X3 charges. This, this is where I went to, wanted to get to, though. So R5X3 is not like collision detector. It specifically says you may, before you activate or engage, mm-hmm. you spend one charge in which you have two to ignore obstacles to the end of this phase. So yep. when you're activating All obstacles. And moving, when you're activating and moving, that's your activation phase. You don't ignore in the shooting phase if you're sitting on an obstacle. But Tyrfon lets you shoot spend. the ion cannon. That would be your only like combo. Yeah. You right. Need to right. Spend both charges in successive phases. Yeah. Yeah, you do exactly. bring up a good point though. That is, uh, unlike collision detector, that calls out a specific obstacle. Uh, the R five X three ignores all obstacles, so you can hit two of them. <laughs> yeah, five or uh, yeah, aftab well, can't do it, but in theory, you could four forward right through two obstacles and then boost onto a third. You ignore all obstacles. Yeah, but it is just for that phase. So true, true. Cool. You do need belly run. That's kind of the combination for the, the yeah. Y-Wing, at least. For the X-Wing, it would be if you're staying on the rock uh, right. during your shooting phase, you're going to need a spec book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, a, it's like a different... It's definitely a worse collision detector, but it has its uh, advantages. When it's not available, or you can't pay for, you can't pay for collision detector... Or you don't have the slot. I mean, it's also four points less than a collision detector as well. So getting some getting some value out of it. But yeah, I I don't understand why people aren't flying it more. Uh, super great. Uh, whether you're Jess Papa, any Y wing with belly run, uh, or just anybody trying to do backwards tail slide, which is another deep cut. I mean, maybe maybe even you know with with objectives being able to. I know in most of the games that I play, there's usually at least one objective blocked off by a rock where where the where either myself or the opponent has placed it like right in front of it and says, if you want to get to this, you're going to have to go around, right? Or you're taking a not as convenient path. So maybe cards like this, if you're starting to build a list that's uh, – Ryan, you've been calling it PVE, right? kind of like or not pvp right if your if your goal is i'm gonna beat you on objectives not destroy your list maybe this is a type of tech that you need to start looking at so that uh you know you can get into places where people aren't aren't expecting you to be i like it i like it ryan give me some, give me some dig in that car binder what do you got um, let's go with an upgrade that any faction can use. So you can figure out where you want to use it best. Our, one of our favorite pirates himself, Hondo Onaka. Um, I think this is something that uh, a lot of people should look at. Um, because range three coordinate and jam is really good both for you on the positive side and against opponents on the negative side. 
Um, Hondo is an action crew. Says choose two ships at range one to three, not zero to three, of you that are friendly to each other. So they are the two ships. You have to pick two. If there's not two in range, it's not going to work unless you pick ships from the other player, right? So if you want to, if you want to coordinate and jam two of your ships, but you don't have two ships, you got to look at your opponent to see if you can do that. Uh, coordinate one of those chosen ships and jam the other, ignoring range restrictions. You're just following the range restriction of Hondo's choosing two ships at range one to three. So, for how common, especially on the enemy side, right, that there are one big focus centerpiece thing. So, like, let's say Vader, a Reaper, and some ties, or Vader and a bunch of ties, or. Ho and a bunch of Ys or Pod or something, whatever, right? Your big ace and a bunch of ships. Um, it's a lot more uh, beneficial to jam that opposing big ship or more expensive ace than it is to coordinating one of a HUD fodder guys, right? Especially if you are in a situation where you are allowed to coordinate them when they're stressed. They just can't do the action because they're stressed. Um, which can happen a lot more commonly now when you have ships that end up in the scrum taking their bump stress focus. So whether it's the turn after when they're still stressed or the same turn that they bumped already and you're doing a hondo after them, you can take advantage of jamming something further away and coordinating something that doesn't matter. On your side of things, the positive end of it, coordinate your range three is very far. Um, it's a much bigger range band, obviously. And all you have to do to mitigate the jam is either A, pick a ship that's not going to be in combat, or B, any ship that has escapability of lock, lock rocks anywhere near you, and that jam, you can choose to jam that dud lock anyway. Yeah, I, I have a... Like what you said in that last bit, where you take the... Uh precautionary lock like turn one i've started to do that in almost all of my games even if i don't have any jam mechanics or my opponent doesn't have any jam mechanics just to get myself in the habit because stuff like this like if someone wants to jam me and i already had that lock the only and i don't have a focus or anything they have to jam that lock off first which is kind of protection against this and for this if you're taking it now the one thing you could look around for in other factions specifically like you're trying to say all right what besides just having access to a crew slot is it going to be more valuable for me to have hondo at a lower initiative or at a higher initiative um you have clearly ships that are i6 that have crew slots in this game whether it's any version of han falcon whether it's well i guess two versions of han falcon right now because they banned the resistance one um but hey that poe one's coming out that would be crazy um, you have, uh, for Empire, you got Decimators who could still take Force Crew that can still mod their offense at least. Uh, you have something as small as a pod in Resistance. Not BB-8, he doesn't have enough points for Hondo, he only has four. But you have Rose, who normally would take C-3PO, but hey, the farther distance coordinate. You have other couches. Uh, can I, you mentioned C-3PO as a note, uh, and I believe, I thought C-3PO worked with Hondo in that uh, interaction. 
Yes. Uh, so anything, even though Hondo doesn't say it's a coordinate action, you're just performing coordinate, akin to something like when ailerons say boost. It's a boost, but not a boost action. Uh, little Anakin's barrel roll. It's a barrel roll, but it's not a barrel roll action. Same thing. Stuff that triggers off of coordinate can still trigger off Hondo. So look around and find some of those triggers and see if so, you can get that in. So could Hux trigger off that? Maybe. Because Hux says... I think he specifically asked Well, you perform a white coordinate action. Coordinate action. Yep. It's not a white coordinate action. It is a coordinate you performed. Okay, so it's a white coordinate, but not an action. No, it's it's not a. Mm, yeah, yes. it, it is. It is white coordinate. <laughs> I guess it is technically white coordinate, yeah. but yes, not an action. Okay, all right. I was like, ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah, C three PO just like C three PO crew and resistance says while you coordinate, you can choose friendly ships yep. beyond range two if they have the. Um, calculate action action bar, and after you perform a, a after you perform uh, the calculate, you gain another one. So, um, when you perform a coordinate, Hondo should allow you to trigger the. Uh, but let's say that I guess that's the confusing part. I guess on that, if you're saying the coordinate action, C three PO does ask for coordinate action. Yeah, but. It... Hmm. That'd be a rules clarification we may need to do, because uh, well, it's. The, uh, I guess I was referring to the top part, but it says you could do friendly ships. Uh, oh yeah, which would that, which would work, but also you can coordinate and Hondo in the same round if you have a way to get multiple actions. Ooh, so with Hondo, you can man. double if you can do more than one action. You can double coordinate or double jam. That's spicy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, looking looking at a quick list of things you can do. Uh, Protector Gleb also uh, synergizes with that, and uh, Grief Karga uh, allows you to coordinate allied ships as if they were friendly. And after you coordinate a ship, you may acquire, or it may acquire a lock on an object you have locked. None of that talks about uh, coordinate action. Uh, Lando, um, with uh, you do K2SO, get some extra jams out there. Mm, yeah, another way to do the same action twice. Mm -hmm. You're talking Lando Falcon with Hondo crew and K2SO crew specifically. Yep. Yes, yeah, correct. Yep. So yeah, Hondo can be used in many places. Find ways where you can double up on stuff or things that just ask to have a coordinate occur. Yeah. We have some extra bonuses. Yeah, as long as it's pro profitable for him. Uh, yeah, I got I got a fun one. Um, so I have uh, some FO shenanigans, um, and it's Agent Terex in the Zy class light shuttle, um, handing out some illicits so, to some Thai FO or Thai SF friends. All right, so I pulled them up here. So he says, set up after placing forces, choose any number of equipped illicit upgrades and equip them to friendly Thai FO or Thai SFs. Each ship can be assigned only one illicit this way. 
Yeah, so some of those elicits that it could be um, would be Dead Man's, uh, Cloaking Device, Contraband Cybernetics, False Transponder Codes, Overtune Modulators, um, Feedback Array, um, and Red Cargo Shoot, but I don't think really, you can't really pass Red Cargo to, to anybody. You, you, the Hotshot Tail Blaster and Red Cargo would not be allowed. Uh, they yeah. do require a medium base. You could keep it for yourself, but Obviously, really, yeah. with, with this, you're trying, you're trying to throw them. Um, yeah, last time you were talking, the chat says you may have been muted, just so you know. I, I saw it. Okay. <laughs> it was just, uh, James just transitioned to his spot without without any aid or guidance he got it um so good uh so some of those things that i was thinking about would be um commander malaris and the tie fo uh giving malaris contraband cybernetics uh because malaris has to take that stress to do the glitter sim effect um could 4k or two sloop that turn after and do it again with another lock so could cluster two turns in a row after doing a sloop or a K turn with that contraband cybernetics, uh, could be pretty spicy because we're seeing a lot of Malaris around. Um, you could also throw a cloaking device to somebody, um, getting uh, Scorch or Backdraft or um, one of these other TIE FOs or TIE SFs up there really quickly with that cloaking device. Uh, could be helpful, um, and uh, or or just keeping it alive with those two extra agility. And then uh, the other one I was thinking about was false transponder codes with um, Revis after he uh, after someone else locks someone at range one to two of him, he can lock them and then get false transponder codes off. So there's lots of those little uh, those little elicits that you don't uh, see too often in some of these factions that uh, uh, could be really interesting and spice up the gameplay uh, for something that you some some someone may not expect like mm -hmm. like oh Revis he's gonna get his lock whatever it doesn't matter um, oh that that lock comes the jam oh okay okay that's bad. <laughs> bonus <laughs> yeah um, or uh, maybe like Tina with. Uh, the dead man switch because you're gonna blow her up anyway, so you might as well blow her up bigger. Yeah, Fair. I, I was thinking um, <laughs> overtuned modulators for a quick draw. Yep, uh, yeah. allowing them to just come in there and take a chugger lock and uh, has enough calculates for two shots. Yeah, overtuned is another good one. Um, I know quick draw is a little expensive and we haven't seen too much of her, so that could kind of give her a little bump up that she may need. You know, one of the one of the things with Agent Terex is like as more elicits are released, it's it's one of those that I feel that you always have to go back and, and look at it. And I, I think the day Agent Terex brain supreme is the day that somebody actually considered it and went, wait a second. And finds the secret sauce because, yeah, I mean, because everything you're talking about has that potential to to really pop. Because the thing is, like, I think if you, they gave Agent Terex a couple more points, right, a couple more points of loadout and he was able to be he was able to give out those elicits and be a little bit more effective during the game because he was able to use his talent and crew to uh to have a, a few more shenanigans i think he'd be a menace yeah because as it stands um there's really not a lot for him to do on the field once he's thrown 
those elicits. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess you can put like tactical officer on there and then um, a talent. Um, uh, but there's not a lot of other slots or points left over for him to do. Yeah, so could could be could be something really cool in the future. I, I like it. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So for myself, uh, I know I didn't get an opportunity to write it, but I was literally thinking of the Pride of Mandalore pack. So whoever typed that in for me, you 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 the real one. All right, I, I, I got I got you, DM. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Will's taking all my credit. <laughs> so, um. I, I will tell you, out of all the cards in the game, the the cards that I have spent the least amount of time with have been the cards from the Pride of Mandalore. And I think that's mostly just because it came out at a time where I wasn't physically opening up packages, and I have a bunch of stuff still in boxes. And for, for me, actually being able to sit down and read the cards and process them uh, is what what really works for me so uh i went ahead and grabbed i was going through was like what don't i recognize what is it the 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 ones that i see like i have no idea what this does and ended up being two out of the three that got put on on that list are are them so we'll start by talking about captain hark it's an imperial only imperial only the captain hark okay it is currently only three points only three three loadout points single crew and is after you fully execute a red maneuver if you are not focused you may spend one charge of two to gain one focus token now these charges aren't recurring um and in a lot of the spots right now where we see crew being used a lot of times empire takes force but what I like Captain Hark for is, even though this is only two charges, generally a game is going, what, five to seven turns is about what it is. And if you if you were unable to afford a force crew or, or maybe you I want two force crew, you can pseudo kind of have that for two turns. If you have enough loadout. Now, right now, for Empire, we have the Reaper, the Gauntlet, and um, and the Decimator, who are your crew carriers. But when I look at Captain Hark, it looks to me like a value proposition on being able to get that, that focus token for two turns where it really matters. And because it's only on red maneuvers, um, you know, two of them sounds very reasonable it sounds really reasonable uh it's not an action all right it's not an action so obviously you can do it while stressed you know there's there's uh there's no penalty with that but if you have some way let's say you were able to do a red maneuver for some reason and be able to get an action you can still do this get this focus token uh even if you had somehow been forced to do a focus action earlier or who knows who knows why but uh it's it's a pretty nifty card that allows you that gets around a lot of the penalties for the red maneuvers and at three points i think that is cheap 
that sounds so cheap for uh, for what is it what it is because essentially it's uh, it's a two time use contraband cybernetics for 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 crew carriers in Empire. So something to uh, to watch out for. Gotta love it. We have any other ones we want to throw in there, guys? Uh, I just want to note uh, before before we leave on Captain Hark on a Reaper. You can take Ion Limiter Override, uh, which allows you to take a barrel roll. Uh, then you might take a strain or an ion, which your Reaper probably doesn't care about either one of those. Uh, but being able to barrel roll and focus whenever you sloop or stop, man. Uh, plus ailerons before those as well uh, can really push you into some fun positions. That's awesome. I hadn't even considered the ion limiter combo there. So good. So good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dial, dial a stop, and you have an option to boost beforehand and then bear roll as well. So dirty. Pick it up and put it wherever you want. Is <laughs> Gotta love that. Gotta love that. Any other, uh, any other cards uh, that we want to throw out there? Ryan, I see so you had a couple other ones written down. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll go, I think, uh, Garth, speaking to Pride of Mandalore in cards that people may not have picked up yet, uh, Garsax and Gunner in Scum, um, similar to the effect of some people looking at Seventh Sister crew when things are stressing themselves or when things are, uh, straining for certain effects or getting strained from Notorious. Um, Garsax and it even just locks. Like, you lock them. Garsax and Gunner uh, allows, is six points. I think he was like 10 or 8 before. He's That's gone high. down. Um, one consequence clause is the first sentence for him, which is while you perform a lock action, you can only choose objects in your front and back arc. So you can't be in, in not those arcs if you want to lock. But while you perform a primary attack, if the defender's in your front or back arc, you may remove one orange or red token from the defender to roll one additional die to a max of four. So one of my favorite ships to put this on right now is Manaru. Uh, you have Garsax and Gunner, R5P8, Punishing One, Contraband, Notorious. So uh, you could have any one of your teammates lock your target, and if you don't use that lock, you can use Garsax and Gunner. You could say if they shoot you, they get strained, and if they're stressed and strained, you can choose between one of those two tokens to get rid of to use Garsax and make it four dice. Basically threatening Manru to always shoot four dice. Um, I kind of go back and forth between Contraband or, Contraband or Overtune, because you could Overtune, take a lock, and now you just have Gar Saxon already active with your own lock without anyone else doing anything. So even if they choose to not shoot you to not get strained, you still will get your four dice, because you can just Overtune, lock, spend that lock, use your reroll from R5P8, and spend all your calculates that you may need to for the shot. But there are plenty of other ships, too. I saw someone who I played against put it on a Falcon. And 
with Lando with uh or the, the Lando Falcon title with Gar Saxon and um they had uh oddly enough a uh a Cad Bane running around with homing missile and just said, I'm gonna lock you. Uh would you like to uh take that shot or just let me do a damage? Well if you let you do a damage the lock stays there, which means Gar Saxon can take advantage of it. Um and if Cad Bane was um stressed, he'll just pass a stress to you also with Cad Bane Scum. So there's a couple combinations Scum can do to set this up in multiple platforms to give you four dice. Just scary when it's modded really well, such as the Manaru or whatever you want to load out your Scum Falcon with, or whatever else gets a gunner. There's plenty of other options in Scum to do it. And it's a way to get four attack dice without requiring a lock which when chaff clouds are out there right now can be very beneficial. Yeah. They're, they're throwing off someone's jam that they're not using. Like they've already been jammed like more than they can. And they are still holding on to the jam and just spending that j unused jam to throw another attack die is pretty cool. Yeah. How many times have you like, so say you put this in a list with something that throws chaff cloud, like a fire spray, right? So they throw out the chaff cloud. Someone goes through it. And they land on it, so they get jammed, they lose all their locks, so now they can't perform an action to clear the jam. Gar Saxon says hello. <laughs> Who cares if you, you still got that jam token, I can eat it for an extra attack dice. Yeah, it turns out Gar Saxon could go on that fire spray that happened to be launching the chaff club. Another suggestion we got was uh, from from Marcel. He's not available to be on the on the cast today, but he's like, "Hey, here's another idea. Uh, a YV six six six. I just pulled up Moralo here with Gamut Key, Lando Calrissian crew over to modulators and that Gar Saxon uh, as well, just to have." opportunities to uh have re-rolls and focus modifiers uh and four dice at either range three range two or range one yeah, just a reminder to marcel though in case he has been working around the way the rules are supposed to go gar saxon does only say front and back arc right um, he can still get the Perfect. effect because it doesn't say you have to do a front or back arc attack. They just have mm -hmm. to be in your front. In, in that front, yes, in that front. So it's not trying. like outmaneuver that doesn't work on a YV because it's not a front arc attack. Right. So, yes, you will get four dice at all ranges in a YV in your front arc, mm -hmm. not in your 180. And that's usually something we don't usually see on the YV because usually that's the, the Greedo slot. For, right. uh... But what if you have more than one? <laughs> Somebody else right. got so, Greedo. So went, to, went with three of them to Gen Con, so yeah. Gotta love it. Uh, I just wanted to hit one uh, here at the end. Here was uh, Rampage for Empire. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like you could build out a pretty uh, nasty Rampage with... Uh, uh, the targeting assist, Tiber Saxon, Ion Cannon, Tractor Beam, and Ion Limiter Override. Because uh, it turns out they have a lot of red maneuvers on that dial. So I'm sorry, what, what was that loadout again? Just uh, Ion Limiter Override Talent, and then Tractor Beam, Ion Cannon, Tiber Saxon Gunner, and Targeting Assist. Hey, you got it. 
So what is Ty- here? Here's another card I've never heard of. Tiber Saxon. What's a Tiber? Uh, this is one that Will and I have been playing around with a couple times, um, and we we both liked it. Uh, so after you perform an attack, it's an Imperial Gunner. Um, after you perform an attack that at range one to two that hits, if the defender has no face-up damage cards, you may spend one or more charges for each charge spent. The defender gains one strain token. It comes with two charges, one recurring. Uh, so basically, if you hit somebody with this ion cannon or tractor beam, uh, you can give them one or two strain uh, as long as it's at range one to two. Uh, which would be pretty nasty if you tractor beam somebody and then gave them two strain. Uh, what agility. You know what, <laughs> yeah, what agility <laughs> do you think you have now? Uh, or, uh, yeah, because this ion limiter override, uh, if you if you pull up that uh, tie-heavy dial, uh, there's a lot of red on that dial. Um, so after you do one of those red maneuvers, uh, you can for- perform a barrel action even while stressed. Uh, on and you roll an attack die on a hit, gain a strain, or on a crit, gain an ion. Uh, it turns out ion is not um, very detrimental uh, for these heavy uh, or these medium base ships. So you, you have to do it twice to even get ionized, and even then, you know, ion isn't so terrible anymore. Being able to uh, still do that one bank with that turret. Because you were probably so, doing the one bank anyway. Probably doing the one bank anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, now I want to make it blue. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, these tie heavies do have and, – and Rampage's ability is also just, like, super good being able to uh, give out strain tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, so you give out a strain token, hit someone easier with that tractor beam or ion cannon, and then give them another strain or two on top of that. So uh, – could be pretty pretty detrimental so rampage i know when it comes to pilots pilots are always tough because right is it the five points right now that's holding it back when you got uh when you got jingo jingo wampa out there being like i'll just you know take up most of those points anyway is that is that what's holding it back right now um, I'll defer. I'll defer to maybe Will or Ryan on this because yeah. I don't play a lot of Empire. Yeah. The uh, so I mean, wow, the control of this build is amazing. The damage output almost non-existent, uh, and that's I think the problem with the heavies. They either have to rely on the long-range attacks through like synced laser cannon mm-hmm. uh, to be doing some like meaningful damage, uh, and they don't really have like those. Uh, like a four or five. I don't know that's reaching, but they don't have like great four or five dice damage doing attacks. Uh, and I, th- that's, that's my problem with them is that like, I get rampage into range one and he does one damage. Right. Yeah. Like, nice. I mean, you can just slap heavy laser can down it, but again, like, Yikes! Uh, yeah, trying to line trying up to line the bullseye. Up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could slap heavy laser and then put the maneuver assist on there, and it could be true. But you get lot, the white bear roll that way. The white white into red calculate as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. if you eye on them first, it's a lot easier to line up the bullseye later when you know where they're going. True. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With with that three talon. Hmm. Yeah. Real quick here, I, I got, got got a shout it out. Shout out to Felsepto just coming for the podcast. Normally, people don't give subs on podcast day. I'm gonna give him that shout out live though. Woo woo! All right, Joan, I have uh, another one, and this is arguably 
one of the worst upgrades in the game. So what the yeah. worst update grades <laughs> in the game? One of the worst upgrades in the game. What? Uh, we are looking at the one point force talent predictive shot. What? This is terrible. Why are we talking about predictive shot? We are. Shot? Yes, I know. <laughs> boo, boo, predictive <laughs> shot. I... <laughs> yes. So let's take a look at predictive shot here. I'll, I'll read it for those who. Um, no one knows what this says. He's <laughs> <laughs> never read this card. Uh, predictive shot again. Uh, one point or one point force talent. Uh, after you declare an attack, so this would be before dice are rolled. If the defender is in your bullseye, you may spend one force. If you do, during the roll defense dice step, the defender cannot roll more defense dice than the number of your hits or crit results. So uh, I got a bullseye attack, uh, I spend a force, I roll out a single hit. Uh, my opponent then, the defender, can only roll a single green die to defend against it. Even if now, they have three agility. Even, yes, because they are, they're limited to the amount of hits I rolled. So, so Will, Will, I'm going to double down just, just because I know people are going to ask. So it doesn't matter. Obstruction doesn't matter. Nothing tactical matters. scrambler. None no. of that. It's just nope. raw dice. Yep. Yep. As you know, it doesn't actually say primary either. So I guess you could combine this with like a heavy laser cannon. But that begins to defeat the point of this. Uh, card now. <laughs> now I want you to do something, Dion. I want you to ready. Look for. I love card browser. Shout out Yasby's card yeah. browser. The only way I can actually build squads anymore. Uh, to be like, I need a four-point Imperial pilot with a crew, please. Thank you. I'll take that. Uh, anyways, I want you to take uh, take that out, and I want to look for people with only force and talent slots. A newer combination to the game since the Ada came out. I think we were the first person to actually have both of those together. But now we see almost, dare I say, almost every Force user has a talent slot now. Uh, I, th I think you put it in the wrong category, Dion. Oops. Yes, we are, we are looking for slots. Get rid of your text search, and we're putting it into slots. Yes, yeah, it's be the one right there. Yeah, right there. Sorry, it was the wrong one. Yeah. You're good. No, no so worries, we're looking no for force, force and talent because I want to combine one of the worst bullseye mechanic cards with, with one of the best, <laughs> uh, which is crack shot. Uh, crack shot. As you're pulling those up, I'll read here. Says while you perform a primary attack, if the defender is in your bullseye before the neutralized result step, you may spend one charge to cancel one evade result. So uh, we're looking at the list of pilots here. Uh, look at all these people who could do it. Uh, most of these people do have three attack dice primary, uh, but there is a couple like uh, fifth brother and grand inquisitor. Uh, the V ones, I guess, seven sister, uh, do only have naturally two attack dice. Uh, so we're actually going to look at uh, uh, one of those V ones. We'll say we'll say fifth brother. We'll imagine fifth brother has both of these equipped. So if you have that bullseye lined up, you can spend the force for a predictive shot, and then say you rolled that same situation. You rolled that one hit. Uh, they only get one dice to roll against you. 
but then you just crack shot it. <laughs> yeah, but best way to guarantee one hit. Probably in the game, I would say, almost. Like, because you can mm -hmm. almost guarantee one hit. Right, because they can't actually get more evades than you have hits. They have to roll the one or two that you roll, so you, and you can always take away one of their evades. Yeah, and that's it, if they roll the evade. If they roll, I mean, <laughs> if they blank out, I mean, save your crack shot for the next predictive shot. Uh, so, yeah, this is pretty interesting. That list of pilots, though, that can take both of these slots uh, is pretty impressive to me. Uh, between the Eidos, uh, some of the, uh, what are they? Uh, uh, v V1s. Yes, the V1s as well. And the plus some rebel ships. Uh, some Aether Sprites can. Yeah. And you want to go further down the rabbit hole? Let's um, keep keep digging. <laughs> how, how can we combine this more? I, I got you. What you got? So, predictive cracks. Let's force talent. Astromech. Ooh. Okay. In Republic. Yeah. Let's get ourselves a guaranteed to crit guarantee with R seven eight seven. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just crit ya. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're back in business, boys. We have our auto blaster. <laughs> auto blaster. <laughs> <Back in business. laughs> they thought they got rid of us. We're back. <laughs> well, the, the... I mean, actually, if you also wait, hold on. How far can Anakin go with this? Yeah. So one one other thing that's it does really have to be primary though. But yes. yeah, one other thing is interesting that you can actually patience before this to do it. <laughs> yes, because, you can patience as well if you have if so you have you, the force force talent. Mm -hmm. yeah, for, yeah, put force force talent in there. Uh, does it? Yeah, to yeah to oh, click. Yeah. Uh, it does. It doesn't work because you can only search for one multiple at a time. Oh, but I think okay, so. Ala Sakura can do it. Obi Wan. Let's see. Is there any? Not not like, uh, this Plo Koon. Uh, Shock T could do it. Another Anakin can do it. Yeah, say this is so ridiculous. Delta Seven Anakin, predictive crack, patience R seven A seven. Yeah, I mean, so if he, if he gets that range three bullseye lined up, and it's going to be difficult to crack through like a obstructed, he has an evade. Mm -hmm. Just okay. That's like fine. I, <laughs> I don't I don't know the math. Maybe Ryan, you could help me. But like at a certain point. That's more powerful than a heavy laser cannon. I think. Uh, I mean, range three obstructed on a three agility ship. Like, let's, let's say you have the one force to mod your heavy laser cannon. I think if they have three agility, it would be better just to do the. If they have three agility single modded, I think it would be better to do that. I mean, I, I think at a certain point, when they have twice as much green dice as you have red dice, predictive shot is like got to be the way to go. Oh, yeah. It would or be better than anything you could mod your attack dice with. Yeah. yeah. For, for sure, it's better if they have more. If you want a different astromech, you can do A to Anakin and take Malice, predictive shot, crack shot. Ooh. And then whatever droid you want. You oh, take R two D two, get a health. Oh, give it, gain the deplete. Deplete that way. Yeah. This yeah. is too far down the rabbit hole. <laughs> that, but this does damage, though. In theory, like this always guarantees and the you damage. Know what? Hold on, wait. Does predictive declare attack defender? Like, I might. No. I might not win, but you're gonna drop that crate. 
This is the full build Anakin to make anyone concerned about any level of your bullseye. Predictive, Malice, Crack, R2, Heavy Laser Cannon. So we're going to get there one oh. way or another. <laughs> you're, you're taking damage. Yeah. So you you want to be close or far? Whichever one. Ooh, a away. Kylo Whisper as well. Uh, uh, yeah. There's quite a few people who could do that. Of course, is the you can flip the card. You flip the card. Yeah. You don't yeah. need the crit. <laughs> Ooh, can you predict a foresight shot? You can't. Uh, primary only. No, 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 no. no. Oh, no. Uh, predictive is anything. Primary. Yeah. It's, it's yes. a crack shot that you need the primary on. Yeah. If you had double, if you got double force, That's, you can yeah. predictive shot a foresight shot. In the in activation, shot. yeah, but that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do that. I mean, you're spending you're spending two force to do that versus to do a damage. Look, for, is it a kill shot? Before I mean, if that's well, that, yeah, that, that doesn't work with crack though. True, no, true, but true, true. If, if they don't have any defensive mm, mods because they haven't taken their action yet. Oh, man, that's I've, a... I've done snapshot in the past. I killed stuff in the activation phase. Feels pretty good to kill oh, yeah. something at, when they're I two and it's an I six that landed there. Haha, ha, yeah. who's killing who first now? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Like that, that's a lot of burn two force to maybe do one damage. Just way down a hole of when, something I would never do myself. <laughs> when you uh, when you really gotta win, man. When you really gotta put that damage through to win. Well, that's that's some of the the fun stuff. Is you know we spend we spend so much time focusing on competitive X Men. What what's like the best thing to do? This is definitely you know sometimes you sometimes the build you need to make is versus your locals right you know you got that one player who does this thing it's like i gotta find that tech to make larry sad all right like, i'm going f I, sorry jeff i'm coming at you sarah you're going down you know whoever it is you, you, you leave you, my wife alone <laughs> You know, whoever's whoever's getting you at the table. Sometimes you got to find find that weird that that weird interaction to make it happen. <laughs> oh, I I love that. So you know, I'm just I whenever I see a a not as known card do really well, it uh it like I know me personally, I am not a great list builder like that's like not my my forte it's not my forte but it it tickles my 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 soul when i see somebody go boom this card that you know i definitely have some people seen people in the chat be like oh i, I talked about quirky months ago it's like well look at all you did with it right like i'm just i'm just saying i'm just saying you can uh, talk the talk but you gotta walk the walk that's right <laughs> so that you can talk later. That's right. Correct. 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 So, uh, you know, with uh, with events coming up and uh, and everything, I just wanna I wanna see where the evolution of list building goes because every 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 event has been a little bit different. Let's. Uh, I got an idea here, boys. So to end today, I'm I'm, I'm diverting from the, from the plan. Um, we have, <laughs> we're going off road. We have the Oricon 
galactic qualifier, we know that generally metas are reactive, right? Something happens. You might have a couple of people who are being proactive and finding like that cool tech, but most of the time it's reactive. If you are trying to plan or you look at Duncan's list and you're trying to plan around that, what what are what do you think are some of the evolutions that that might happen around that list? Does anything specifically come to mind? Like I know I know that's a really big question to ask. That's so a big I'll I'll say first, and this this might be a a cop out, but Duncan's list is such a minority in the meta right now. Currently, right, mm-hmm. there people can pick it up right. in some capacity, whether it's the exact same or whatever spin or twist someone thinks they're going to put on it. Um, I don't know if it's a good idea yet to tech against it mm-hmm. specifically, or have like obviously. You should have more. You should pl- probably play against something like it. Just have reps and understand what it does, uh-huh. or play it yourself so you can understand what it can do. Um, but I don't know if if it's going to be taken that much because it is one of the only few Republic lists that we've seen this successful. We've seen a few make cut, but don't go too deep. Um, it really has been the the. Vader, one of the two Vaders, plus many ties, maybe a Reaper, um, or the FO Bombers, Wylo, and two FOs. It's kind of like the standout list right now to have a plan for. Like a mm-hmm. real plan and real tech, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my thing. I, I th- If I were to consider anything against the Republic one, as I said, it wouldn't be tech. It would be what should you be focus firing on or depending on the scenario what should be your priority or things you need to discover and figure out i do think even though hound it's the the lat hound Mm -hmm. the pilot isn't actually delivering a lot of firepower it is multiplying or increasing the firepower of the things that are potentially hard to bring down or hard to catch which are the aether sprites whether it's the 7b anakin or the Delta 7, Obi. And it's a lot, even though you have the, it, the C3 Privy rules were there for a reason to help keep Hound alive longer, which is one of Duncan's major decision points. Because he knows once that lack goes down, you're losing a lot of that high, high powered offense that it mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. I just, the, the fact that Republic. Prior in Hanover, um, the Malachor, and there was another live event. Uh, the well, I'm forgetting what it was, but like Republic had been, is, has been trickling away. Like we just haven't seen it. So I'm just wondering if you know the the community at large sees the Republic do something at uh at gen con and, and maybe we start to get some people iterating inside of the republic because it just hasn't happened but we'll see i'm excited to see what happens 
Now, Will, X any XTC updates? What's the next thing? I know that the first stage Ooh. is done. One, one is, uh, w when does the battle begin? The next battle? Uh, the battle begins on uh, the 24th. You're making me, it's, it's, uh, it's the same weekend as the uh, uh, our online event as well. So not this week and next weekend, but they have uh, just today released the top 10 finalists list, uh, which that's 50 list from 10 different teams. Uh, so it's a lot, lot to uh, dig through. Um, so yeah, uh, the uh, that's uh, slowly being kind of shared around um, through the. I don't know if it's made it publicly yet, but uh, it's being shared around. So teams are preparing for the finals. Uh, is it which is uh, five rounds on Saturday, four rounds on uh, Sunday, and uh, that's going to be pretty exciting. We'll see if uh, people. Uh, can utilize that kind of creativity. People who don't like just copy paste list, they want to find, go out there and find their niche. Yeah, uh, those people like proof, proof. Yeah, I don't know why you would. Why? Why do all that work uh, when <laughs> someone's done it? Before, someone's done it for you. That's right. It's brilliant. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean that's 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 me. I don't have time i'm bored normally of lists that i play repetitively so i never have time to get the reps in to be like oh i need like one little upgrade twist here um right because yeah i just like or, well that worked or it didn't or or you could tell somebody that you don't really care and then and then uh then it turns out you let do me, after after me, things are 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 set in stone i mean i'm not i'm not calling anybody out i'm just saying like, I, mean, that, that. I mean maybe maybe you do care and you gave very a very specific set of options and they chose one of those options uh i don't know just say just say uh <laughs> when people aren't uh, here that's, to defend that's... themselves this is very easy to do <laughs> Uh, all, all the love for you, Ben. <laughs> I think I think we'll be very successful. Don't you worry. I believe. I believe. Well, uh, that's it for today's show, uh, my friends. Uh, I will tell you if you need to get in, in, in a hold of me. Um, there's a lot going on, right? We got uh, we got mission TTT. We have. Um, or I have preparations for child number two and uh, I'm doing like construction work in the house and stuff. And then we got all these events we got to be traveling to. So um, if I seem a little sparse availability wise, that's because I am. I am quite, <laughs> quite, quite sparsely available. But, um, you know, it's uh, it is it going to Gen Con and and seeing all those people playing uh, playing X Wing in person. It's revitalizing. Like it, it is it is such a good uh, such a good drive. Uh, f some people said, "Wait, what? Child number two? Oh yeah, Do you, my wife's pregnant. She's been pregnant for a while." <laughs> There's another. There is there is another. There is another. You have a sister. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. All right. Well, uh, do y'all have anything else you wanna you wanna say? Why is it, James? I didn't know you had a cat. 
Yeah, he's on Team Cat. Yep. Team Team Cat. <clears throat> Actually, what what is the difference between your your cat and Ryan's cat? Uh, Ryan, do you have a striped cat? Mine's mine's a gray cat, just like that. What's the color of your cat's eyes? Uh, green. Same. Okay. C copy what, what paste. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Copy it's, copy it's, paste it's, cat. It's it's a it's a okay. Russian blue. What what is yours? Uh, maybe a Russian blue. I don't know. No. <laughs> it's, I, we we had to get this one because he is hyperallergenic, and my wife mm -hmm. is allergic. So, and he's adorable. My cat's a girl. That's the only difference I can tell you right now. <laughs> Confirmed and not the same cat. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so well, we, have yeah, a, we, we do have a question in the chat. It says, any chance you guys are going to the San Francisco World Qualifier? Oh, yes. So the answer to that question is a hard, I can't go. It would have to be somebody else on the team to make that happen. Just because it's happening. It just got announced. It's in November. It's like the week Devin is due. <laughs> what do you Bring mean? Bring with. <laughs> <laughs> take her. Take her with. All right. Our daughter was born in San Francisco. Oh, she would be so mad. <laughs> so mad. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. What, what day, what day is it? be in White Point debt forever. Oh, yeah. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm retiring from GSP. It's over. It's over, boys. Um, let's see. No. Um. It is – let me pull it up. Yes. Thank you for the, the reminder. Bup, 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 bup. How can they sign up? They can sign up. Oh, that was, this, is a, this, is a, this is a question for Lambolo, who is running a tournament on the 24th. That's the weekend of uh, Crate Cup. Um, but I'll be traveling up to uh, Minnesota. Uh, to join in on an event they are running. Uh, so uh, I was checking with them to see uh, how many players are left, and it looks like they got just a couple slots, few remaining available. So if you're in that area, in the Minnesota uh, area, uh, definitely uh, try to uh, reach out. Um, I believe it's, I have this information. Give me a second. Yep, you're good. So the um, the the Golden Gate Games um, World Qualifiers in California that's happening November fifth and the sixth. November fifth and sixth, and uh, we have to work out internally what's going to happen there. We were invited. I'll tell you, we were invited to stream, and I told them maybe, hopefully, we would like to be. Um, because yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good times. All right, so that information for Lambolo that's uh, coming through the West Metro Dragons, uh, which is in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, and the location is going to be at the Under Pressure Brewery. Uh, so reach out to those West Metro Dragons uh, or myself. I can direct you to sign up if you are interested. Uh, should be a great time uh, playing in a brewery. Yeah. What, what else could you ask for? And um, 
I know our plan, even though we're we're not going to be able to stream because we have other things going to be streaming at the same time, sure. Um, sure. Will, I'm going to be sending Will with some swag to that event um, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. As, a, as a way to support it. Lambolo's been a, a big supporter of ours and uh, just a way to say thank you. And uh, it's uh, we're going to actually put that event on our GSP-affiliated events so that you guys can easily um, get that information. We'll put the sign-up information there as well. All right. So what I want to leave you with, my friends, is um, do you know have – you, have you seen these um, artificial intelligence art-making robots? Yes. That exists. I don't think they're an actual physical robot. They are physical sure. robots yes. that are what? scribbled. I'm painting? Like, out there painting <laughs> no, with no, brushes. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. it's an a, it's I was going to say, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so it is really funny, really funny when, like, the computers are amazing, but they're dumb at the same time. And uh, so I started I, – I was messing with messing with one and was trying to see, like, what Gold Squadron-related thing could I try to get an AI to create. Um, I, I tried putting in just, like, what would it – how would it react to Gold Squadron podcast? And it was, like, completely random. It was used to color gold. Like, that was cool, but it was, it was really random. But – where I had some absolutely hilarious, hilarious success was when I asked it to draw a violin, an angry-looking violin with a face, uh, in order for to, to to choose violence. And um, this is this is what I got. <laughs> <laughs> All right, four. Oh, that's that's so great. <laughs> I think the top left one is the best. The top le- left one is the best. I I agree, uh, and I think I I think I I was gonna ask. I think we should make one of these an emote in uh in our Twitch chat. Do you guys think the top left is the correct choice? I would just think like the, just the head of the top left. Just that that yeah. face, just so like so frowny and angry. <laughs> <laughs> so much anger so much anger yeah but the right. bottom left one looks so angsty i feel like i feel like yeah he, he's got words to speak but uh there is he's got no mouth to do it from top, top right gives me a salvador dali feel with that with that like the mustache look <laughs> yeah yep i could see that i could see that the bottom, the bottom right one just looks like like a deformed, like a baby's head. Yeah, it's, it, it's got if some eyebrows. If his eyebrows were pointing down, he would be so much more angrier. But that, the fact that they're pointing up I'm makes surprised. him very surprised and confused <laughs> to find himself as a violin. It's like, what, what, what happened here? What happened here? All right, everybody. Well, with that, I want to say thank you so much for hanging out. Stay smart and be safe. Gold Squadron. Bye. See you guys on Wednesday. Well, see Will and James on Wednesday. All right? Out.